Hey, what is going on guys? DK back at you with another video here for a first look at the week four main slate. And I mean, this is my first look. We're going to keep the same format as last week. Last week, I went on to, to make my first look at halftime. Uh, for, I didn't even look at the slate yet. So it was literally my first time looking at it because I was sweating. Uh, the takedown ended up winning that, turning $40 into 4000 And we're going to keep that same format because a lot of you guys like that. So we're just going to go, again, I have not looked at anything in the slate. So this is my first time opening up DraftKings. I haven't looked at salaries or anything, injuries, or anything. So uh, we're going to break it down to the first look. But before we do, um, I also cover content for uh, player pop sites like PrizePix, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Parlay Play, if you guys are not on it, you can use the code DKDFS for a $100 deposit match bonus or use the link down below. Um, they do have some props already up for week four main slate, but uh, I've said this a lot in my videos. I, I recommend if you can try to get on as many of these DFS sites, sportsbooks as possible, take advantage of those codes, those deposit match bonuses, and then you can search for the value, right? When you're hunting for, for different player props, you go between underdog and prize picks and Parlay Play. There's a few others too, but... Um, that would be my recommendation. Uh, so again, if you guys want to sign up, use that link down below. We we'll greatly appreciate that and uh, help support the channel. And uh, if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, you can check my Patreon link down below as well for either DFS or for player prop stuff. Um, but let's recap uh, lineup from tonight, from Monday Night Football. So it was a good night for me, and I feel like it should have been a much bigger night. It was, it was really, really tilting. Um, so I had... You two all should have three touchdowns. If you guys watch that replay, how can you overturn that? How? The, the, the run, the end around? How could they overturn it? I was like, if anything, it's, it's, I thought it was pretty clear he was inbound. So how you called a touchdown, how on earth can you overturn that? But that interception, they said that play stands when that like clearly hit the turf. I was like, what? What is life? What is like, what is happening? Uh, so Tutu had like 37 targets. I feel like he should have had a much bigger day. Still had a solid day. I liked playing him over Puka Nakua in tournaments. Worked out in a big way there. And then Chris Godwin, man. Tackled at the one. And then chalk Mike Evans touchdown next play. That's like, oh, DFS can make you want to pull your hair out. Goddard also. Hurts had him wide open in the end zone. Hurts just falls down. So like, I was close here. I played Rashad White over chalk uh, Kyron Williams. He got stuffed at the one as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like it, even though it was a good day, I feel like it could have been a much bigger day. I did not cash on the main slate on Sunday. That's because literally every single piece of chalk went crazy and I'm never going to cash on a slate like that when all the chalk goes nuts. Did have a nice shot on slate on Sunday night that was very high on, um, Calvin Austin for, for Pittsburgh and he had a long touchdown. So nice bounce back yesterday on the showdown, uh, and, and a great day for me as well tonight on the two game slate. Let's recap everything. Hope you guys had a good uh, week three. And let's move on. Let's talk some week four. So, well, oh, I shouldn't have. Why did I close out of that? Uh, hold on. I was like, what? Late at night, man. See, this is what, this is, this is what I get for making a video uh, this late. But I wanted to get up the first look before I went to bed. Um, let's go to the Jam Sportsbook screen. And let's take a look at the totals for these games. All right, so Green Bay, Detroit, that's a Thursday night game. And oh, we do have wait, we, do we have an early game? Oh, we do Atlanta, Jacksonville. So that's that game. I'm guessing is played overseas. But all right, so main slate, we got Washington, Philadelphia look like about a, a 44 and a half over under Tampa Bay, New Orleans, a 40 over under 
Rams and Colts, a 45 over under. Bengals and Titans, about a 43 over under. Okay, so Dolphins, Bills. Uh, that's going to be the chalk game for sure. 53 and a half over under. Vikings and Panthers, 45 and a half. Uh, Broncos and Bears, 46. Ravens and Browns, uh, 41 and a half. Steelers, Texans, 41. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, 47 and a half. Patriots, Cowboys, 43. And Cardinals, 49ers, about 44. Again, what you guys are looking at right now is the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen, where it basically just shows um, the average odds. And then if you wanted to bet in the game, it would give you the, the book that offers the best odds. So if you guys are interested in Odds Jam, you can check out uh, my link down below. Or you just go DKDFS for 25% off your first month. All right, now we can close out of that. And now let's talk about it. So start the quarterback position. And at the top, we have Josh Allen, 8.2K. So this Buffalo-Miami game is going to be chalk, but I think it's for good reason. Both offenses high-powered. Both offenses like to push the pace. Josh Allen is clearly mobile. Um, 46, 36 yards in the ground in two of the last three games. So it's hard not to like Josh Allen there at the top. Jalen Hurts, 8K. I mean, here's the positive with Hurts is if they ever get near the goal line, right, they're going to QB sneak it. So he's always in play for me, but I do think I probably would rather get to Allen. Um, let's see. Herbert at 7.8 feels a little bit pricey for me. Lamar Jackson, 7 sevens, kind of at a somewhat, I guess uh, he did have two touchdowns on the ground um, last week. I feel like he's been kind of quiet, though. Uh, I think that's a reasonable price point. Uh, and then Tua Tagovailoa. So again, this game's going to be massive chalk. Uh, I think I do prefer, if I was going to pick between the two quarterbacks in this game, I think I would rather pay up a little bit more for Allen because he's just more mobile. But Tua and this Dolphins offense clearly has a massive ceiling. I mean, that was just one of the most insane games I've ever seen. What, they put up 70 points? Never seen anything quite like that. We'll keep buying the status of Anthony Richardson. He missed last game. Um, they said that they're optimistic he can play in week four. If he does, I think he's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. Like, it would be a solid cash play just because how mobile he is, right? He had two touchdowns on the ground early in that game against Houston before leaving. So, would like Richardson uh, as a uh, pretty safe player in the mid-range. Fields has been not good. This Bears offense has been not good. Still, at this price point, I'm going to have interest in him in tournaments. Like, I played him last week in GPPs. It did not go well, but here is my breakdown of it, right? If that Bears game was played at the end of the year last year, Fields would have been the highest on quarterback play at the slate. So um, I still think this Bears offense can figure it out somewhat, and you you're probably still will have a, a couple big Fields games this year. So with the price decreasing and the field completely off him, I'm still going to have some interest in him for GBPs. Probably can't go to Burrow. Uh, still doesn't look like himself out there. He pushed, he, you know, he played through it tonight, but uh, I'll probably pass. Let's see, cheaper uh, quarterbacks. I think Deshaun Watson at 6K, this Baltimore-Cleveland game, I think could be high scoring. He's, you know, somewhat mobile. We haven't seen the big game on the ground from Deshaun Watson. Um, Purdy's been a solid game manager. CJ Stroud at 5'6 as a cheap quarterback play. He's looked good. I, I think he's he's definitely viable as a as a punt option. Um, we'll keep an eye on some of the injury news. I don't think Carl plays. We got Jameis Winston at 5.3K. Little revenge game narrative against his former team, if you guys are into that. Um, who's the backup for the Raiders? Oh, is it? Wait, is it the rookie? Hold on. Oh, it's Hoy. I was going to say. I would have been. I actually would have been excited if it was Aiden O'Connell because he looked pretty good in the preseason. But uh, Hoyer, the backup, yeah, I don't think I can stomach playing <laughs> Brian Hoyer in 2023. We do have Sam Howell really cheap. He had an awful game. Awful game. Four picks. Uh, but, um, you know, week two, he looked pretty good there against Denver. 
I think he's someone you can look to in GPPs you know, in a game they should be playing from behind. But uh, the Eagles do like to eat clock when they're playing from ahead. I mean, can we talk about that too? We talk about the Bucks just giving up. I had Baker over passing attempts as a live bet, and he had one possession in the second half. The Bucks just didn't call their timeouts. I couldn't believe my eyes. That was so incredibly tilting. It's going to running back Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's been like a bell cow. You did have Elijah Mitchell mixing a little bit last week, but still think McCaffrey's a safe play there at the top. I still expect probably like 70 to 80% of snaps somewhere in that range. So no issue if you want to spend up for McCaffrey. Eckler, we'll keep an eye on the news. They said he's hopeful he could return this week. Uh, so if he does, I would have interest as long as there's no limitations. Tony Pollard, 7.8K. I mean, they are just giving him an insane workload on the ground. You are seeing Rico Dottle mix in a little bit, but the workload right now for Pollard makes him a very safe play at the top. So all three running backs, if Eckler plays and is not limited, would be good options there uh, at the top end. Jake has been 7-1, but a little bit quiet to start there, but still, you know, has basically been a bell cow back. Like, he rarely left the field. We saw a few snaps from Mir Abdullah, but he's been, like, game flow independent, basically staying out there no matter what. The, the snaps have been going down on Derrick Henry. I know he was, they were trailing a lot. It's kind of a game script thing. So I think I only play, I would only play Derrick Henry if you think the Titans are going to be playing from ahead. Mostert, again, this Miami offense, just an insane game. Four touchdowns for him. Now, I don't love the price point because you did have uh, Devon A-Chain uh, look really solid backing him up. So I think it'll be kind of a split. And I think Mostert are probably a bit overowned after last game. Let's see, Mixon, I'm fine with him. He still rarely left the field tonight. I think he's a pretty safe play there in the mid-range. Is Kamara? Okay, so he's officially good to go. 6.1K for Kamara. I like that quite a bit. Uh, he's, you know, the, the there's not really competition right now for touches in Saints backfield, right? You have Tony Jones, you have Kendra Miller. So I, I think that price point's really good for Alvin Kamara. I like that quite a bit. And it's hard not to like Kyron Williams, too. I mean, he literally played 100% of the snaps. He hasn't been super efficient with his touches, but it's just like if you're going to give him 100% of the snaps, I think he's one of the best players in the mid range as well, as well as Zach Moss, who rarely left the field. So there's a lot of really good plays here in the mid range. Kamara, Kyron Williams, Zach Moss. I, I like all three a lot. I think Connor's reasonable, but I think I'd rather get to those other options we talked about. Madison should have had like three touchdowns last game. I played him a low ownership was so, so tilting. 20 carries, seven targets. Oh man, it could have been a much bigger day for Madison. Now you do have Cam Akers most likely will be active, but I still think Madison is going to be the, the clear RB1 there. You mentioned A-Chain, he looked really, really good, but you just cannot expect what we saw uh, happen last week. Again, the Eagles, they're going to run a hot hand approach with Swift and Gainwell. So those guys are kind of just tournament plays. I think Rashad White's still a fine option. Not really much competition behind him. Reasonable price point and involved in the passing game. I think he's going to be like a solid tournament play this week. Let's see. I'm not, I can't stomach Najee Harris. Don't get me started with, with the amount of touches he continues to get over Jalen Warren. Uh, I mean, what are we doing? What else? What else? Um, it's probably, we'll keep an eye on some of these injuries like Baltimore, Hill, and Edwards, you know, we'll, we'll monitor their status. Let's move on to wide receiver. Let's go team by team. I feel like that'll be easier. Uh, so we'll start off with Miami. Jalen Waddell uh, did not play um, in uh, last week, but I think he has a decent chance to return this week. We'll, we'll monitor that. Either way, Tyreek Hill is going to be a good play. I mean, he's been insane to start the year, so he has a lot of upside at the top. Hard not to like Tyreek Hill. 
Craycraft also went down. We'll monitor his status. If he misses, you probably get some more run for some of these backup guys. Berrios kind of stayed in the slot. He, his role didn't really change last week with Waddle being out. It was Craycraft that played on the outside. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the status of those two guys for Buffalo. Stefan Diggs, 8.1K. That stands out as a really good price point, especially in a game that has shootout potential written all over it. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty popular play, but hard not to like Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis, 5.9K, been a little bit up and down, but still, uh, you know, part of this Buffalo offense, still playing majority of the game and uh, does have that big play upside. I'm not going to go to the wide receivers threes just because Buffalo is really just running a lot of two tight end sets. Minnesota, I mean, you got almost a 10K price point for Justin Jefferson, but he's literally averaging like 13 targets a game. So I'm not going to say no if you want to go to him. Addison, Osborne are reasonable price points there. For Carolina, I mean, I'm once again like this price on Adam Thielen. It's a revenge narrative too. I was all over him this week. He was relatively low owned. Um, 11 catches, 14 targets. I mean, what? He has 18 targets through two weeks, last two weeks. I like Thielen uh, again for value. Mingo got injured uh, to punish the Sharks that played him. That was very unfortunate. He got injured, I believe, in the first half. If he can't play this week, uh, Chark and Marshall should operate as the other starting wide receivers. Both would be reasonable options, but I still would rather go to Thielen uh, straight up. For Denver, well, I mean, you got two teams that have been really bad going up against each other here with Denver and Chicago. But this Chicago defense has been really bad. I still, why is Corton Sutton still a lot cheaper than Jerry Judy? Someone explain that to me. Like, I like the upside in Judy, but I don't know. Point per dollar. Give me Sutton for sure. Mims, he's still being productive with his limited touches, but they're still not giving him a lot of playing time. Um, maybe the snaps go up this week for Chicago. Kind of hard to trust the passing attack here, obviously. If you want to look to a guy like DJ Moore, Mooney, Claypool in tournaments, you can uh, for Baltimore. So uh, Odell Beckham missed last game. Sean Bateman, did he get injured? Oh, his hamstring tightened up. Okay. So, dealing with a couple injuries there. The receiver I feel the best about clearly is Zay Flowers. I mean, he has, what, 25 targets through three games. So, I like him at that price point. If Bateman and, and Odell both can't go, then, yeah, maybe we start looking at guys like Nelson Aguilar or, or like a Devin DuVernay, someone like that. For Cleveland, Amari Cooper, 6.1K. I mean, also, should have had a much bigger day. That, where they called him out of bounds, like, wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. I mean, incredible. If you played Amari Cooper last uh, last week, I feel so, so bad. Like That is so unlucky. But uh, he's had a nice start to the year. Fine price point. Elijah Moore, 4.7K. Uh, DPJ at 3.8 are both uh, decent values. Um, Elijah Moore has been targeted a lot. I will say that. Nine targets back-to-back games. Definitely, I, I think a big big game from him is coming. All right, Pittsburgh. So George Pickens, like his ceiling at 5'4", still the, the uh, wide receiver one, and this is a nice matchup against Houston. And then you got the cheap receivers, Robinson, Calvin Austin. I think they're both good sal- uh, salary relief plays. Calvin Austin, I think, has the higher ceiling. I mean, he has, what, 12, uh, 16 targets now through three weeks. Allen Robinson playing in the slot, maybe a little bit of a higher floor, but I like the ceiling way more in a guy like Calvin Austin. For Houston, I mean, still not, still not priced up enough. My boy, Tank Dell. Has knew how high I've been on him going into the season, and he has been absolutely smashing 17 targets through two weeks. I still think this is too cheap. Absolutely love him at the price point. I like Nico Collins as a bounce back candidate. Um, only two catches last week. I think a bit of an outlier. So the two Houston receivers, once again, I am high on. If you want to look to Woods, that's okay. But I like the ceiling much more with Collins and with Tank Dell. 
For the Rams, Cooper Cup is still out what, at least one more week. He's hopefully could be ready for week five. So it's right back to Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. I'm going to say the same thing. Puka is going to get a lot more ownership. Um, I think Tutu Atwell is a solid pivot. He could have had a much, much bigger game tonight than he did. I mean, he finished with, what, 17, 18 fantasy points. It could have been a lot, a lot more. So uh, still really high in Tutu Atwell. I still have interest in Puka Nakua. We'll see what the ownership comes in of those guys. I, I don't think I can get to Van Jefferson. Right now, they're just really not targeting him a ton. For the Colts, so we'll keep an eye on the status of, of Anthony Richardson. If Richardson is out, I actually think it's a bump up to these pass catchers. If Richardson's in, I think it makes him a little bit riskier. Just because Richardson is, you know, uh, leaning on his uh, legs a lot more and not as much through the air. So definitely, uh, if if he is out, I like the Colts receiver. For Tampa Bay, I mean, Evans is 7K, Godwin 6'4". It's kind of projected to be an ugly game. Don't love either. For the Saints, nothing really to mention here. I think Olave has a ceiling. Michael Thomas, reasonable price point. Don't love a lot in that game. Washington and Philly. I mean, I do think a big Terry McLaurin game is coming. He's been a little bit quiet to start the year. Maybe it's against the Eagles in a game that you would think they're going to be playing from behind. On the Philadelphia side, Brown and Devonta Smith. I always have a tough time picking between these, these two, so more tournament plays. He did have a big game from Zacchaeus. I think he only had two catches. I would say a bit of an outlier performance from him tonight. For the Bengals, so my big flag plant tonight. If you watch, if you were on Patreon stream, my flag plant was I am not fading Jamar Chase. I am you know, putting that flag down. I'm playing him because he's going to be underowned. People are going to be scared of him because of Joe Burrow and, and him being injured and because Jamar Chase has been bad through two weeks. So I flag planted Jamar Chase and it worked out in a huge way. Um, 7.8K, I mean, I still like the price point on him, even though I think this game will be relatively ugly, you know, with a hobbled Burrow against Tennessee, who's like a gross ground and pound team. But I still think I'd rather play Chase over Higgins at, the, at their respective price points. For Tennessee, not much here. I mean, Hopkins does have a ceiling. He's been a little bit banged up, though. He has been targeted a lot, I will say that. So I'm okay if you want to play a sub-6K uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Moving on to the Raiders. I like both Adams and Myers here. This is a game I think could shoot out. Now, obviously, the status of Jimmy G is going to be important because um, he is in the concussion protocol, so I think there's a pretty good shot he does not play. Does not play, and you have Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer quarterback, obviously downgrade the wide receivers. I think if I'm the Raiders coach, I'm not kidding, I would start Aiden O'Connell. I would start him, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to start Brian Hoyer. So, Yeah. If if for if Jimmy G is able to play though, then I do like Devontae a lot. And then Jacoby Myers, I mean, he's him and Devontae are just not leaving the field. I mean, you have 22 targets through two games for Jacoby Myers. Hard not to like that. But again, if you have Foyer playing quarterback, eh. for the Chargers, sadly Mike Williams out for the year. I mean, Keenan Allen, that was an absurd stat line. I I don't think I've ever seen this. 20 targets, 215 yards for Chalk Keenan Allen insane stuff if Eckler's out I think they lean on the passing game even more so I'm not going to say no to Keenan Allen and with Mike Williams out I really like these two value receivers here for the Chargers and Palmer and Quentin Johnson Palmer should be operating as a wide receiver too in my opinion I think he's one of the best values on this slate and then Quentin Johnston I think should be operating as a wide receiver three I like him a good amount too so uh, there's a good amount to like here for value for the Chargers with Mike Williams out Wingland and Dallas. I mean, New England's rotating the receivers. Uh, I think there's just other value receivers I'd rather play. You know, Tank Dell, the Chargers wide receiver, Adam Thielen. 
just don't think I'm, I don't think I can stomach a Patriots receiver right now. On the Dallas side, I don't love a lot here either. I think CeeDee Lamb's an okay contrarian play, but. Finally, Arizona and San Francisco. So, Pollard Brown's 5K. Rondo Moore, 3-3. They gave him a fair amount of carries. He had three carries. He now has five carries through two games. I think that is a little bit interesting uh, as a cheap option. Rondo Moore. Hollywood Brown, a 5K, has been peppered with targets a lot. So, there's actually those two, I think, are reasonable values. And then for the 49ers, Debo. Okay, ribs. I think it'll be okay. And then Ayuk missed last game with the shoulder. Was present, so I assume he'll be back. So no real strong takes on either of those two receivers, assuming they both play. Finally, let's finish up with the tight end position. So Hawkinson, same amount of targets through three weeks, averaging like almost 10 targets a game. Yeah, if you had the money for him, uh, I clearly has a ceiling. Mark Andrews was really quiet last week, only four catches on five targets. We know the ceiling that he provides. And the price point is is pretty fair. Only 5.4 for, for Andrews. I, I like that a good amount. We saw a big game from George Kittle. If one of those San Francisco receivers miss, uh, I would like Kittle a lot more. Taysom Hill is, why is he 4.5K? That, that feels too pricey for Taysom Hill. Goddard, uh, I think, is a relatively safe option. We know he rarely leaves the field. Same with Tyler Higby, right? Those are the guys that just like play close to 100% of the snaps. Let's look at some value here at tight end. Let's see. Um, Ferguson's 3.5K. I mean, he's been targeted a lot. We haven't seen the big Ferguson game yet, but if you continue, like, seven targets in two of the, the first three games, like, you're going to see a blow-up Ferguson game here soon if he continues to get that type of workload. Briarmouth at 3-4. Relatively safe option in a, in a game that, you know, Houston, I'm not really scared of them defensively. I still, I mean, Buffalo tight ends are cheap. Kincaid and Knox. Quiet game for Kincaid last game, but he's still playing a lot. Dawson Knox, 3.1K. Again, this game is shootout written all over it. If you want a cheap piece of this game, I think these Bills tight ends make some sense. And then what happened to Durham Smythe? Like he like barely, I know the game was a massive blowout, but even early on, he wasn't playing a ton. I want like maybe he got a little bit banged up. I don't know, but I, I noticed that. Uh, because I was keeping an eye on it, and someone tweeted out the Bills, like, or the, the Dolphins snaps at halftime, and Spike was, like, not playing after the first few weeks where he played, like, 100% snaps. So that was something I'll, I'll try to, to dig into a little bit more. But, yeah, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. Again, let me know if you like this. Back-to-back weeks now where I've just basically opened up DraftKings and started talking, haven't looked at anything, just live breakdown. Um, but if you guys do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, to the notification bell. I'll have a Thursday night video up probably uh, tomorrow. So thanks again, and we'll see you guys all in the next video.